Don't touch that dial. You're coming in with Java Joe and the Fart Man with Ugly Jen here on 97XXX. That's right, there's three X's in the station because that's how X we are. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, this is Java Joe here in the morning with you. Uh, we got uh, across the table from me, as always, I can smell him from a mile away, Fart Man. <laughs> And of course, you hear cackling in the background, Ugly Jen. That's right. This is KBSR Black Sparrow Digital Radio, home of the biggest sounds in the big sky country. We're your evening zoo crew. We've had our Adderall and we've been playing in the snow, if you know what I mean. I've been doing mini thins for four days straight. Four mini thins. days straight. Yeah. Those are just, you get them for like $2 a packet down Truck at the 7-Eleven. bathrooms. Yeah find anything you want down at the 7-eleven well we've got plenty of that and more so stay tuned so we can give you all the local weather latest events and guess what we've got tickets to white snake you all love white snake that's right but that's not all you'll have a chance to hang out with your favorite djs java joe I'm the fart man. And me, I'm Ugly Jen. Uh, We're going to be hanging out outside the Black Sparrow Music Parlor and Studio, where we'll be broadcasting live from a hot tub limo. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We're going to have David Lee Roth driving that limo. And you know if we're talking about hot tubs, you know that we're going to get Ugly Jen out there in as little as possible so everybody can come by and tell her exactly what they think about how good or bad she looks in very small amounts of clothing. You know it, Java Joe. I am ready and willing to hear what number I am in your estimation from 1 to 10. I'm going to call it right now as a 2. You're wearing clothes. That's a turnoff for me. I feel a little uncomfortable, so I'm going to take the topic back to what we were just talking about. This live broadcast event is not to be missed. We are threatening you with a good time. And can you say that about those other radio stations? You sure can. What about those syphilitic sheep fuckers over there at the disco station? I just vomited a little bit when you said it. Don't don't use the D word. Degenerate pieces of tiny dick mother... There's only one D word you can use during the Java Joe Fart Man and Ugly Gen Hour, and that's dick, 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 dick. Yeah, sorry for the swearing, folks. I get a little carried away sometimes. Our station manager is looking at me through the booth window right now, just staring daggers at me. Oh, God, she's got a gun. I'm so sorry, Shannon. Shannon just went postal. Hey, this is me, Fart Man. <laughs> That one made me short a little bit. I was scared. <laughs> I'm just kidding, folks. The only thing staring at me and uh, holding a gun right now is the studio kitten, Harvey. I also it. call him Bobbert Wallbanger, and he's the cutest pussy I've seen in several years. <laughs> <laughs> So stay tuned for all that. You know we're going to have that, plus plenty more. We got some crank calls, and then we got some dumb fucking games that we like to play. Let's just go ahead and make it dirty with Van Halen. Ah! <laughs> yeah.
a second, man. What do you think the teacher's gonna look like this year? Welcome back to the show. Uh, thanks so much. If you're still listening, uh, this is, of course, Radio Gripe. You know the deal. If you're listening on KBSR Black Bear Radio, you just got a great Van Halen tune. You just you just got pranked. And if you're listening on the... <laughs> this, no. Van Halen is not a prank. 
But if you're listening on the radio, you probably heard, um, I would guess, uh, Spectrostatic, our bros. Yeah, yeah, our good friends. Um, but yeah, uh, we we did a bit, and um, I, at, at Jen's commands... We've uh, been threatening a rebrand. Um, you guys <laughs> like our rebrand? I, I had to demean Jen. I was not comfortable with that, but she made me do it. <laughs> but yeah, here we are, back uh, another week, and... Uh, uh, we'll see how that rebranding ultimately lands. Uh, we're not gonna keep doing that. Uh, who knows? Maybe next week, uh, it'll be something else. We shall see. <laughs> we shall see. Yeah. Um, but welcome to the show. Um, so first off, I need to point out that any of the opinions expressed and shit talked here, uh, is purely our own. It doesn't reflect KBSR or any of its other, uh, DJs or members, um, you can get in touch with us if you got any issues at we're trying show at gmail.com. Uh, Harvey Milk is oh, she's playing with her catnip mouse. She's too young to get high, Joe. I told you that. I didn't want you to give her that mouse. Hey, I'm sure that the catnip in there is like so old as to be basically pointless. No, this cat is high on life. Uh, yeah, she is. Little Harvey Milk is just like living it up a little bit stronger, a little bit smarter every day. Yeah, and having a lot of fun. Uh, here in the the gripe studio she's simple and sweet and optimistic and hopeful like i was many shows ago now <laughs> uh, <laughs> we just listened to um like a rerun that joe played where we talked about the sort of russian revolution that was going on with all these protests in the streets right that was uh, about what was uh, alexander navalny yeah. Yeah. We talked about the Bitcoin uh, short, sorry, uh, no, sorry the, the uh, GameStop the short GameStop sale. Short uh, squeeze. Short squeeze revolution yeah. in the markets. And talked about Kelly and Conway and We her talked daughter, about the Conway, Claudia uh, Conway. Problems. Yeah. Boy, news was Man. fun. News was fun back then. It's not anymore. No. Well, yeah, no, it's not. Uh, but we also, in that one, the episode was titled Fuck You, Tario. And uh, Tario was back in the news this week. That's Enrique Tario, leader of the Proud Boys. Uh, yeah, and he wasn't in, in the news for any reason for us to point our finger at him and laugh. He was actually, uh, just real quick, because this isn't a thing, but so you know, he is in the news because uh, he had a hearing and he's asking to be uh, let out of jail to do house, un- house arrest or some such. He's decrying the conditions in his prison in D.C. in the cell that he's serving in. And in fact, that jail is, has a long history and should probably sh- be shut down. Mm. Uh, it is actually a very, very shitty place to be. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's calling attention to that because he's there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna laugh and point my finger at him about that because the prison system is not a friend of mine, and especially when it's deplorable conditions that are unacceptable and just keep going ignored over years and years. So that's the thing to explore. But also, uh, the the show position still stands. Fuck you, Tario. Yeah. No. Yeah. We. I mean, but we are consistent. Yeah. If nothing else, the people that. Uh, we tell to fuck off. They can stay fucked off. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, so something that we uh, ha- we couldn't keep it together well enough to do this uh, bit in character, but let's go ahead and check in with uh, Headspace or What's New. Hey, Jen, what's up? 
Well, I'm going to use my headspace uh, to introduce a new, a new bit that we're going to do. Uh, we'll continue to do headspace, but also we're going to do music corner. We're going to talk about uh, either a single or an album or an artist that is new to us that we want to highlight. Yeah. No, and this is, uh, I think because I was listening to uh, Gimlet Production, which is Crime Show. Yeah. Um, so I just learned this yesterday, but Martha Wash uh, is a name I wasn't familiar with criminally. Uh, I should be put in fucking jail with Enrique Tario. Whoa, well that's but severe. now I know. Back in 1991, I wasn't doing a lot of clubbing, but uh, I was, you know, dancing in my room, uh, jumping on the bed, and uh, there was a host of house music hits uh, that had um, kind of a gay-friendly, gay club like bent to them that just swept popular music. The voice of a lot of these hits was Martha Wash. Mm-hmm. Martha Wash's work has influenced numerous artists, although most notably drag performer and singer RuPaul, who stated, quote, she merged a gospel voice into pop and dance music seamlessly. Her voice speaks to both the church and a pop ear and was built to cut through the base of a dance club. Hmm. The timbre of her voice is so distinctive and beautiful. A lot of gospel-based singers have come and gone in dance music, but she is the one. Yeah. So Martha Wash has the goods. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had done backups for a couple of groups um, right. in the late 70s. And then had a hit with It's Raining Men mm-hmm. uh, in 1982. Well, next time you hear her voice is going to be about 1989, 1990, Black Box, which was an Italian you know, house crew who commissioned her for uh, a series of uh, session performances. Mm-hmm. She's paid for this, but not well. Ultimately uncredited. Hears her voice, sees her voice, basically, coming out of a French model in the uh, music video for Black Box uh, for Everybody, 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 also otherwise known as Ow. Oh, okay. I don't know that I know that one right offhand. Ow. Ow. (laughs) Okay. A lot of us do know that song. Uh, She had Everybody, Ow. Yeah. She also had several hits on, uh, or sorry, she contributed vocals to several other songs on that uh, album. Uh, CNC Music Factory was right. a big one too. Yeah. Gonna make you sweat is actually uh, in parentheses the name of Everybody Dance Now. Right. It was actually really hard for me to not sing that, and just say it, but. Uh, but you can't hit those notes. You're not gonna sing it like yeah, she's. Yeah. You're not gonna it. hit those notes the way. Yeah, and you're not going to hit those notes the way that Martha so Wash came. So it's around this time that she's noticing a trend because this is the third major hit, or, or like a house group has used her vocals from a studio session and left her uncredited. They were also doing press appearances and live shows, all with someone lip lip syncing her vocals. Oh yeah, yeah, Usually right. If, a thin, beautiful woman. People thought that they could really fucking get away with that in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. It was wild. And it was right around this time that she was filing suit against um, RCA that Milli Vanilli happened. Oh, they're not just lip syncing. They have never recorded any vocals. They can't sing at all. Yeah. And um, yeah, at the time... <clears throat> Uh, the innocent public just lost their damn minds over this. Yeah, people were really Imposters. upset about Millie Vanilli. Imposters! Yeah. So at one point, 
uh, during this lawsuit where CNC Music Factory was uh, declaring that they didn't lip sync, Martha Wash is a liar, um, Arsenio Hall, the like major fucking show of that time, nighttime show, had Martha Wash on, and she's sitting down, and there, and he, uh, he's just like, so, you're the real singer on that track. Let's hear it. Show us, mm-hmm. you know. And she's like, <sighs> she's like, ah, shit. But then just belts it out. Yeah, you know. And it maybe, maybe even fucking did it better than she did in the studio. Undeniable yeah. has not won yet in a. Uh, legal court but has one as they i think they said in the show one in the court of hearts and minds yeah hearts and minds uh yeah it's it's an amazing story um and one that uh uh i was kind of surprised to hear on uh the show crime show uh but there was there was certainly uh uh foul deeds going on uh and, well, you and know, she was the victim of this crime. So she, uh, she, ins- after <clears throat> after she settled with CNC Music Factory, it was a settlement. So at the end of the day, she was satisfied, um, and she set precedent that this this cannot go on. This will not stand. Uh, right. Stealing people's vocals and putting them in front of prettier faces. Uh, she and CNC Music Factory made up, and they recorded several tracks together. Uh, with good. Delma yeah. also doing vocals. That's cool. So she's had a whole bunch of hits. She did Do You Want to Get Funky. She did a cover of Mr. Big Stuff for Two Mighty Ducks. Uh, She collabed with RuPaul several times, uh, who himself had a a big hit in that era. Mm -hmm. You Better Work. She had 15 of the number one dance singles, leading her uh, to the honorific Queen of Clubland. Hmm. Ow. 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 
really on my mind lately. I got to admit this. Here's the thing. Here's where my headspace has been. I've been actually really curious because there's been a conversation about uh, Delta 8 uh, and this uh, CBD-less THC and this like kind of obverse switching of the medicinal role of marijuana and its question of legality that's going back and forth in Texas and who knows whether or not it's good or it's Wait, not. CBD-less THC? Yeah, so Delta-8 is like basically, uh, I guess, a synthesized uh, product which uh, is supposed to, I believe, contain THC uh, but doesn't contain other aspects like the CBDs, the cannabinoids, are technically which those are like one of the things that classify the plant as being illegal and so that's why there's like back and forth on it i have a question why did they call it delta 8 like it's a disease variant because it also sounds like a dope weed name i mean i guess all all that i got to say is uh i don't fucking get it um if anybody if anybody wants to explain that to me and and make me understand why it's a big deal. I, I would love to understand why I walked into a head shop the other day and there appeared to be some jars full of large nugs of weed just right out there. But apparently this is a legal thing because it's not because it's not because I don't know. Because so it doesn't somebody, wait, it, it doesn't have THC, but it has cannabis wrong. It has THC. That's why you get high off of it. It doesn't have cannabis. It what? doesn't have CBD. Right? I'm so confused. That's the thing that I'm not getting. So, we're trying to show at gmail.com. Let me know. Please, somebody please inform me. I don't know what to fucking think here. And it's, it's, uh, it's, I'm just confused. I'm just, I just feel like an old man. Hey, times are changing. <clears throat> and this is one of the things we were talking about emojis because I was looking at the KBSR group thread and uh, a person had responded uh, multiple times with multiple emojis. There is an emoji inflation situation that we need to talk about. Smiling face emoji uh, now means fuck you, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So when you say inflation, you mean to say that the, uh, the meaning of these things have changed value. Okay, so when I come to... This emoji inflation issue, they've been devalued in terms of what they're what they were originally tended to say or what their importance is. Uh, you know, like I said, a smile emoji now means straight up fuck you, as does a period at the mm-hmm. end of a text message. We all know this. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just not leaving a period, uh, leaving it empty and not putting an exclamation point can also mean that you are uh, super unenthused and, in fact, like bitter and angry about the interaction you're having right now the um lol yeah. is fine lmao is fine but if you do a single laughing emoji you might as well be saying you're the fucking joke to the person that you've received it from see is that how that goes uh now if you put some rolling on the floor laughing emojis like in a row but then mix them up with like cry cry laughing emojis mm-hmm then you're conveying, if you've got four or five of those, you're conveying that you are amused. But that still signals you signals that you're old. Because if you're young, you're going to skip all that fucking bullshit and just do a skull emoji or a genuinely crying emoji. Sure, sure. Right. To show how like severe it's How severe you. the yeah. humor is. You've been bodily yeah. stricken. You See, might now, literally I'm, be dead. Well, I mean, I'm... 
I'm looking at my emojis right now, and I can tell you that my my top emojis are uh, several cat faces, various emotions as portrayed as cat faces, and then um, uh, yeah, I've got I've got a hundred. I've got the 100 logo on there, and I've got the rock horns. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, when it comes to, I'm not really using the laughing emoji. I've got here, I've got, you know that one where it's like big dollar signs, mm-hmm. like a smiley face with big dollar signs for eyes? Yeah, yeah. And then right after that is like the the emoji that's vomiting. Yeah. So I use those two pretty much side by side a lot, apparently. So uh, that's in my that's in my top emoji list. As far as I know, right now the vomiting emoji is a sign of disapproval. So far as I know, like <laughs> what the fuck? This is what I received from my one black coworker on my like really small like four person team uh, in a group thread about the Kyle Rittenhouse oh, exoneration. Yeah. 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 And uh, then, of course, the team leader came back with, no, this is good. This is good. It is self-defense. Second Amendment rights. The response from Jihad was, it was a fire emoji, which usually is a good thing. Yes. But then followed no, yeah. by, God will get you all. <laughs> Beautiful. Followed by a smiley face emoji, which I now know is passive aggressive. <laughs> that's great yeah i feel like that's mastery of emojis for sure (laughs) i really think so yeah well i guess uh yeah you said the words and so we kind of genie done broke the bottle on this one and we gotta start getting into the news so over the last few days we're recording on saturday night and uh I, i believe it was yesterday friday that the verdict came out uh, that yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse is uh, yet another white man walking free. Uh, never did nothing wrong. Um, so yeah, to say that this is uh, disappointing is an understatement. But well, also, it under it doesn't it doesn't do respect to how nuanced and how complicated this entire story. Uh, but my understanding of the whole trial is that it was a fucking clown car. defense the defense was clownish the judge was clownish and the prosecution prosecution, was the most clownish of all they were yeah falling on their fucking faces on the whole thing now i guess i should say right out at the start that i am this is where the clown emoji really comes in handy sure um i i am one who rails against like you know the prison system a whole lot and i don't typically wish like incarceration on people and everything else but i think that we uh have that to resort to as a society broad broad strokes about this broad understandings right i think that understanding that this kid was kind of put in this situation i want to say that he was kind of like led into it by the culture and I think that he it has continually been encouraged. I think that he, he made has like some a million bad decisions, dollars. But to these cover... are these are the decisions that people wanted him to make the entire time. And I'm I'm willing to bet he might have PTSD about this for a while. Yeah, I, I mean, hope. I but mean, also he's, I, I hope because that's his fucking at the same humanity. Time, he's going to be a fucking darling of yeah. the right and of extremism. I can I cannot they're foresee gonna, a single good tra- thing for this person's future. To... And on one hand, I can feel some sympathy and feel bad for Kyle Rittenhouse. 
But at the same time, killed two people. He shouldn't have done what he did in the very first place. And it is sad to see that this kid made those decisions and found himself in the worst situation. Pretty much that ultimately these people thought that he was an active shooter because this is American culture. They didn't see him as a fucking defender of private property. See, they saw him as a mass murderer. No, they did. Yes. And, and understandably so, so understandably because so. here's, here's where you, we are in America. What you just and, said, be, it's so sad that he had to kill them. That was the entire. No, I, I don't say that it's sad he had to kill them. I say it's sad that he found himself here. I mean, I think that he needs to fucking face culpability for it. I'm not going to say it's so sad that I'm willing to like, just say, oh, it's okay. All is forgiven. But no, (laughs) like it's the whole thing is tragic front to back. There's not a piece of this where like, I'm ready to be, to, to feel smug and superior. If those, if those verdicts would have came back that he was guilty on all counts, I would have felt like maybe there was justice being served and maybe there was a message being given to the American population about what we expect of each other in society, but that's not what happened. So we don't get to have that conversation. Instead, we get to have the conversation about how vigilantism, vigilantism, whatever, it's it's just being authorized left and right by fucking courts these days. And the fact is, is that it doesn't, this this story necessarily you would say that it doesn't have anything to do with race, but in fact it does on, on several levels. If anybody wants to look at this case and say, why are you bringing race into it? I'm sorry. Race was involved in this from the very beginning. And the fact that it was a white justice system and a white kid, that's why we have this outcome. And that's, that's a truth. I mean, you might, you might say it's unrelated if I bring up that, a 17 year old who was accused and it was never proved that he stole a backpack was incarcerated in Rikers and was put under solitary confinement for two Mm -hmm. years and ultimately ended up killing himself. Yeah. Here's the thing again, this is a unique, this is a unique circumstance. It's not exactly like any other circumstance. Sure. But simultaneous to this trial occurring for Kyle Rittenhouse, this much publicized trial, there is a trial going on right now for uh, the killers of Ahmad Arbery. I got some shit to say on that one. And if those motherfuckers walk. Well, I mean, especially considering, um, so we can shift here and we'll talk more about Rittenhouse as time goes on, because at this point. A verdict was given. Portland and many other cities even, are are having protests. It. Honestly, feels gross. Portland was declared a riot as of this morning. Uh, like so, shit's going to be wild over the next week, and we'll definitely be revisiting it. I'm sure, but uh, yeah, there are there are other instances that we need to be paying attention to. Uh, in the beginning of December, we will see the beginning of the trial for Ahmed Arbery, and this one's uh, definitely more complex. Um, what I was no, going to bring to the table. Actually, it's less complex. Okay, yeah, it is definitely less cut and dry insofar as this murder is concerned. But it's more complex in one way in that there is a district attorney, uh, Jackie Johnson, who was charged with a violation of oath of office and obstruction of justice because uh, one, of the, one of the killers here, I forget which guy, Glenn, uh, he worked as an investigator for her uh, for some time before that. And whenever all of this started happening, there was an order given to 
uh, not detain these people, yeah. not charge them, and yeah. leave them alone over this whole thing. And she's been handed a felony charge, and she turned herself in on Wednesday. Um, but also, here's here's what I want to point out. She uh, she turned herself in with, what, no recognizance or whatever, which means that she was let out with no cash bond. It's just a funny thing to also notice there whenever we talk about how uh, the justice system and uh, race and everything else. Uh, yeah, really fucking interesting. So I don't know how this one's going to play out. I feel like the Armand Arbor case is actually going to be more drawn out. I was surprised at this Rittenhouse trial when all was said and done. It was like, what, eight days and then deliberation? Yeah, well, there was... There were threats of mistrial over the MSNBC person who was like apparently tailing like a juror. tailing jurors and everything, and then also some other kind of like drone footage or some shit. But I mean, also the the judge in this case, fuck this judge, <laughs> fuck this judge first of all. Um, so he's like a, apparently likes to start off his court sessions addressing the media with a little joke. <laughs> <laughs> Is gonna break the ice here, folks. Uh, man, I sure hope them Chinese ain't gonna disrupt the proceedings in my supply chain. Am I right? Oh. This is one <laughs> of those guy. things where you're like, maybe this ultimately will result in a closer examination of like the judicial system, uh, especially like. I mean, less... maybe in as a landmark case where we can learn from thirty years from now. Maybe right now, no. This is. This is bad. <laughs> yeah. So, like, maybe we should make rural areas less like Dan Aykroyd's vision of the judicial system. <laughs> and, uh, movie. yeah, was it uh, Nothing But Trouble or whatever? Terrible movie. I don't recommend you guys see it. Yeah. But for, like, the one person listening that has seen it, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd, be more like you were in Dr. <laughs> Detroit. I guess. Or Ghostbusters. Howard Theater's back. And they're playing Ghostbusters Afterlife, the nod to misogyny and fandom. The Howard is back, you guys. Howard's back, you guys. And go, <laughs> this is so major. Jo- go check out their Facebook page. It's interesting. They talk a lot of shit about coming back. And then if you scroll back far enough, they start talking some mad shit on the Texas energy grid. <laughs> okay. So uh, I, I love the Howard's Facebook page. Um, I sent you a link to it earlier yeah, today. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, did you go back to see the change in their post no they they have like a probably like a dozen posts talking about their re 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 reopening that they're about to do but if you go back to like a few months ago like just it's a dramatic shift from this like lag in activity and then it, this long screed about the Texas energy grid oh. and about how reports have predicted these weather patterns for decades and decades and the idea that, you know, uh, Snowvid from 2021 uh, was unprecedented is, like, fully a fucking lie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the Howard, one of the best Facebook follows, I think. And also, yeah. um, I'm glad that they're coming back and they're trying to do so in a limited way and responsibly. And they're like, hey, like, even if we pack it full, there's going to be, like, a lot of unhappy people. So y'all, like, pace yourselves on our reopening. That's super cool. You know, um yeah, um, it's good that our, our local theater is still going, and I really hope we can get those midnight movies going, uh, as was planned back in 2019. 
Hey everybody, this is Joe with a really quick station break for you. I just wanted to take a moment to say thanks for listening to our show, and thanks for listening to KBSR, Black Sparrow Digital Radio. You know how we do it here, Black Sparrow is independently ran and listener supported so you can go be part of our patreon community if you like what you see in here here and there and uh yeah is a go search for black sparrow radio on patreon or you can go to black sparrow music there's a link there and then there's also the radio streaming 24 7 there's the calendar or the schedule that'll show you when that'll show you who's on and when they're on and all that good stuff and uh it'll probably give you a link to all the live events at the black sparrow venue which is up and operating here in taylor texas yeah, go do all that stuff. Also, go check out our Instagram, it's Radio Gripe TX, and uh, hit us up with an email at weirdtryingshow at gmail.com, you fucking cowards. Uh, also, just uh, in case I forget, I just always want to give thanks to our man Trev Wren, who just celebrated a birthday of the Mental State Fair uh, for Use That Theme Song Dying in Texas, and Alex from Spectrostatic. Thanks so much, you guys, for giving us your music. Alright, well, that's all I really need to say right now. Let's get back to the show. Here's something I want to say. Let's bring it to a good note. Uh, The John Deere strike has ended. Yes, I heard. Yeah, so um, uh, the United Auto Workers chapter, I forget what it is, 622 maybe, the fight in 622, I forget. Um, but yeah, they uh, they accepted a deal which has some modifications made, but it's basically a deal that was offered some time ago. Uh, my understanding is that the wage has been nearly tripled. Uh, there's like an $8,000 signing bonus for some people. There's more PTO. There's... Uh, yeah, there's actually a lot of good options that the company is finally throwing out. And uh, I, I will point out that it was a 61% approval. And so out of the 600-something votes, there were about 200 people that voted against this deal. But it still carried enough to pass. And uh, I, I think that ultimately, you know, workers strike because they want to work and they want to be treated fairly. And so there's there's a point where you need to recognize we've we've made a victory here, and uh, let's make sure that y'all fucking have jobs to get to. You sound let's, like let's get it back a, uh, a union boss in the making. Um, well, shit. Well, I feel yeah. like I mean, if la- I if I could do it right and do do right by people, then I absolutely fucking would be. One um, of the last times we talked about John Deere, we were also talking about right to repair issues sure there's also been some progress in right to repair yeah ftc is getting some teeth under the new administration it's true uh yeah you can now repair your own apple uh phone Mm -hmm. you can change the battery on your iphone Mm -hmm. so there's that too that's that was actually kind of a big deal um and this is you know what i think that one of the only reasons that companies might embrace this is because of maybe the lowered availability and some materials for them to rent themselves. And they're going to be like, you know what? Yeah, go ahead and get, go ahead and yeah, get go ahead creative. And try. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but that's good to see. There are still plenty of strikes taking place. Um, of course, I think Kellogg's is still on strike. Um, a handful of others. So uh, stay they're, strong, y'all. And and if uh, you... Per, per, well, people are proposing on like anti-work and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, strikes for coinciding with black friday yeah i've i've seen some proposed stuff that 
we'll see here in another week or so what happens uh yeah i don't work at a total shit show so i happen to already be off on black friday but if you mm-hmm. are too uh maybe think about not shopping at yeah. your ex- exploitative online retailers yeah yeah the deals, aren't, the deals aren't that good you guys they're like I'm going to tell you this. We live, we live in a, it's fake. We live in a tiny little town and I totally have enough shops to go through and, and shop at local businesses and find anything and everything I would want. Mm. Uh, and that's my plan. You remember when we went to Thanksgiving and Dom's mom, Sabrina was there and she'd actually been working at Walmart all morning. And that's mm-hmm. why we delayed dinner till like 7 PM because they made her work on Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. And, I feel like that happened more than one year. But as soon as she got home, she sent her daughter back to Walmart so that she'd get those Black Friday deals. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I do recall that. I was like, oh my God, you're drinking the Kool-Aid so hard. Yeah, I remember we, yeah, we all ate. And... It, it, so- it sounds like a uh, company stole, like fucking situation. Right. Like, oh, I can't buy this stuff while I'm on the clock. But as soon as I get to that meal where we're all supposed to finally be family and yeah. relax, uh-huh. I'm going to send my daughter out the fucking door you to have go to be, right back to Walmart. You have to end your shift and wait one hour before entering the property again. And yeah. then you can take advantage of the deals. Yeah. It's gross. Some shit. Uh, other things that I, I'm just kind of finding maybe funny, even though it might be stupid. Uh, Texas is apparently going to fucking do an audit of the 2020 election. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to move a lot of fucking money. Um, I, I think from, they said, <laughs> corrections or something, like $4 million to invest in a fucking audit of the 2020 election, even though Trump literally carried Texas in 2020. Um, but yeah, Abba's just going to go ahead and pull some fucking money aside and do that so wait so i voted even though my vote doesn't count um nationally even though your vote doesn't count nationally even though your vote didn't count in the state of texas even though any of that still gonna try to invalidate my vote they're still gonna look at your vote and really question whether or not it's worth okay cool yeah yeah basically they're gonna be looking for i guess traces of bamboo fibers in your vote (laughs) uh they're gonna see if there's maybe a little bar and sickle in your thumbprint on your fucking driver's license i can't get i can't wait to get that Um, call from the from the ag uh ken paxson saying you're going to jail you're going to jail your time has come i know you thought you were legally okay to vote yeah but but we found out you're actually a a polish national (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, so that's going to be going down. Um, Matthew McConaughey, meanwhile, is polling pretty well. Uh, but moving past oh, Texas. And also, Beto is yeah. running for governor. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, Beto is running for governor Everybody here in 2022. There, a, lot support of, Beto. a lot of people are feeling pretty stoked about that. We shall see. That, yeah. one's, that one will pay more attention as it gets closer. Um, gas is canceled. You heard about uh, COP26, this big old thing that they did in like fucking Switzerland not so long ago, and they're they're talking about the future of the world and pollution and everything else. They basically called out fossil fuels, and they're like, yo, fossil fuels, y'all are fucking it up. Y'all are going to destroy the planet. Well, the uh, GECF, which is a a group, it's the Gas Exporting Countries Forum, uh, they got pretty upset about this they're all butthurt and so they released a memo uh calling out cancel culture it is now cancel culture that is coming after 
fossil fuels <laughs> and gas and that's and it's like it's imbuing state departments and that's why all these nations are talking about we can't have fossil fuels is because cancel culture wow um way to go gen z you did it way to you cancel fossil go. fuels yeah and uh this is also like i just want to point out this is one of those things about uh another failures of the new administration a full-on fucking reversal of campaign promises is uh Biden saying that there will be no more offshore drilling and then like hosting one of the largest fucking offshore auctions for <laughs> offshore drilling land. <laughs> like, you know, so, uh, yeah, there's, there's more of that. Just, I guess I bring that up just to stay assured that the earth is going to die, but, but <laughs> guess what? Here's what we're going out on today. Do you know much about the moon? I mean, you can just, just say one or two things you know about the moon. That that'll that'll suffice. What's the question? What do you know about the moon? What do you know about the moon? It's really full right now. It has a permanent face on it, and it never seems to change in relation mm-hmm, to mm-hmm, its orbit mm-hmm. around the sun. Uh, we always see it just the same way. Those are some observational things about the moon. Very good. Uh, here's an interesting thing about the moon there is enough oxygen on it to sustain eight billion people for about a hundred thousand years dope yeah um the moon of course does have it's it's like trapped in the moon ice it is trapped in the regolith which is the uh rock and dust that uh is the surface of the moon um yeah so the moon has an atmosphere but it's pretty thin and it's not made of the right stuff to really hold in uh the right uh, kind of gaseous mixture of things that uh, humans would need to breathe with our human lungs. But oxygen doesn't always come in gaseous form and it is actually in uh, solid form quite a bit on the moon's surface. There's like a shitload of it. It's just that it's, it's in rocks and it's in dirt. And uh, I found that really fucking wild because this is one of the things uh, if you've read, you, Jenna, of course, have read The Moon is a Harsh Mistress. I did. Uh, but if any of our listeners have read this too, they they talk about the moon and about how it's kind of like, uh, because they're not working with just the surface of the moon, they're working with the interior of the moon and they get to tunnel into it and the rock that they tunnel out uh, gives them resources. And I've always wondered like, well, what, what kind of real resources are there on this world which doesn't have... A, a complex ecosphere which is like making all these uh non-stop chemical reactions like what can moon rock have in it um it it has fucking quite a bit in it and it actually has what you might need to sustain life if you had the technology to break into that dirt and that dust and everything yeah and, where are you going with oxygen this? uh i just found it interesting was all do you foresee a time in Earth future where we will have to where we import can moon rocks colonize the moon so that we can breathe? Oh no, you're going dark with it. <laughs> That's maybe also a thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, much like uh, might we explode the moon in in Spaceballs, where he's got the can of Perrier that he pulls out of his of his desk. Uh, suck, suck, <laughs> suck. Yeah, yeah, kind of encapsulates everything also um, just because we both enjoyed the moon is a harsh uh, harsh mistress does not mean that we are right-wing libertarians as uh heinlein uh has become known as being no yeah we're um 
I mean, if anything, uh, I would like to say that we are uh, pragmatic anarchists who engage in prefigurative politics. And also, we like speculative fiction when it's well done. Yeah. And Heinlein did it well. I'm saying Heinlein because that seems to be the preferred. Um, yo, hit me. It's fine. I say Heinlein because it's easy for me. Uh, if you want to insist on Heinlein, you also, can do that. It's I, your fucking life. Not, not, <laughs> not a six or eight month period goes by uh, without me referring to Heinlein's razor. Yeah. Um, never attribute to malice uh, that which is easily attributable to incompetence. And I actually do think that mm-hmm. if you want to stave off conspiracy theory theory, uh, conspiracy theory fever, uh, that actually really is. Yeah. Um, a better metric for the world we live in. Yeah, I think Kylan's razor uh, cuts extra deep these days. Um, but it is, uh, it's interesting, him as a character himself went from, in his, in, at the very inception of his writing career, he was uh, against um, basically capitalism as a, as a force for the nation yeah. uh, and everything else. But then by the time he was writing Starship Troopers, he was an imperialist. Yeah. And this was due to a tumor on his brain. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know that. You don't know that. He ha- No. <clears throat> don't just say that like it's a Okay. Vacuum. Don't just say that. Uh, I'm did, not a, I am not a doctor. He did it's happen true. to have a tumor in his brain. And one or two people have said that they saw his personality shift a little bit quickly. So it's anecdotal. It's not... It's not science fact. Um, hey, I'd just like to put a PSA out there, though. If your loved ones have recently become very interested in QAnon, or if you guys... Uh, hey, tell them it's done. Tell them that shit was 2019. If uh, they're putting hydrogen peroxide in their nebulizers to combat COVID infections... Uh-huh. This and- is so fun. This feels like a flashback to a year ago. Yep. Be- well, actually, <laughs> almost two years ago, it was Trump saying uh, bleach takes care of it. If we could find a way to get that into the lungs. Uh, they did. Get... Apparently, they did. They did find a way to get that into the oh, lungs. God. And so, they are doing it right now. Have they figured out how to get sunlight inside the body? Working on it. Okay. Well, I remember. But at least you can put hydrogen peroxide in your nebulizers. Please don't. Yeah. Do, please do. Do not do that. Please do not do that. Do not do that. Hydrogen peroxide is made for bleaching hair, uh, white boy hair, and that's like it. <sighs> no, I mean it's very destructive to bacteria and tissue. Yeah, but I mean, that's how all... about maybe don't inhale it? Please. I'm saying that. Please, for the love of God, only, do not inhale it. The only thing that hydrogen peroxide should should be used for is for Eminem fans to idolize Eminem. Can I just say, uh, as a quick tangent, um, about a year ago, whenever everything started getting serious with uh, COVID, and we started disinfecting very seriously. Yeah, now, so annoying. a lot of um, uh, a lot of breweries uh, and distilleries for hard liquor, they devoted their resources uh, to making uh, disinfectant yes, and, they and did. making alcohol that was. Foul smelling uh, disinfectant. It was it was high strength and denatured, which meant that it's not meant to be drank, but it is we were given ninety percent isopropyl, which would be like hundred and eighty proof alcohol. Yeah. But it is denatured. So if you try to drink it, you just vomit it all up. Your body doesn't absorb oh, it. Oh, interesting. Um and but yeah, it all smelt like tequila. It did. And you would open it, it up. It did. And it didn't smell like just tequila. It smelt like 
whenever you drink a lot of tequila and then you wake up the next morning hungover and then you smell the tequila left in the glass and you yep. like are ready gross. to die it was gross that's what it smelled like so this is what <laughs> it smelled like the like a grade of tequila at a bottom shelf that's way in the basement i've never actually purchased mm. and mm-hmm. i was like using it on my hands before driving and like kind of yeah. waiting for a cop to pull me over and be like ma'am have you been be drinking like, what the fuck uh or like even like a customer at a house i was going to because i would like disinfect my hands right sure. before going to a house yeah. that they would like call the office and be like your girl been out here drinking yeah and that was the thing about it too is that um 90 is actually too strong uh when you want to use it as a surface disinfectant you actually need something between 60 and 70 percent because 90 percent will have such a quality to it that it will dry out before it gives the proper amount of time to kill bacteria Ah, interesting. and so you actually need a lower percentage you're you're supposed to cut that with like distilled water or whatever um to make sure that it can last on the surface long enough to disinfect um which i found out only because one of our coworkers, uh homegirl ruby was uh can was familiar with lab conditions right uh when when all this busted out and i was i was happy for that too i have actually several shout outs can i go ahead and do shout outs because yep. we're getting to the end of the show right yep so i want to give a shout out to uh ruby obviously uh just a good friend uh ruby and ty y'all are looking great really enjoying your new house that's dope you're you're a real power couple you're real power leaving couple. us in the dust yeah and uh, thanks for all those Nat Geos, though. Um, of course, our man Miguel, uh, who does a lot of good stuff for us. And in fact, if it were not for Miguel, we would not be recording a show right now because this very laptop that we are recording on was given to me by Miguel, who was like, oh, yeah, I just got an old laptop. Uh, Thank here you, you Miguel. Go. And it is an old gaming laptop, which probably saw a lot of glory in its heyday. And these days it does this show and almost nothing else. And that's <laughs> that's good by us. If we can if we can do any good with that, that's good. Yeah. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, my man, Ryan, uh, that I work with and of Tin Roof Coffee. Uh so and yeah we didn't we didn't really do a bunch of cocaine before this show no instead we drank tin roof coffee but well i want to say this this has been on my mind all of this this week uh so it's known full disclosure ryan and tin roof coffee is kind of like an unofficial uh sponsor of our show um shortly after we started this uh jen and i have started receiving free coffee beans from tin roof uh just for doing the show and so for a year now uh we've been in the coffee for free uh because ryan who roasts coffee uh hands it over thank you and, ryan you make my life and it's complete. it's dope makes some really great coffee and uh i've told him before and he's like no i'm not looking for an advertisement i'm not looking for that kind of sponsorship guess what bitch i am doing this for you and the other day he gave me a pound of coffee and i immediately felt it and i said that's like a pound and a half. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good eye. I'm like, dude, I can eyeball a quarter sack from across the street. Don't question that. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I asked you for my coffee, and you give me, like, more coffee than I asked for. And, uh, yeah, so shout out to Ryan. And uh, if you're here in Taylor or, or abroad, look for Tin Roof Coffee out of T- Taylor, Texas, because uh, it is super fucking awesome. Oh, it is. Um, and then, of course, uh, 
we're going to get into our regular house cleaning and everybody else that we appreciate here. Uh, KBSR, Shannon for running the whole network. Uh, my man Rory, who does Storytime, which you probably heard earlier today, uh, who also I work with. Uh, Jojo Bone, who's going to be coming up after our show here on Monday. Uh, he's doing a photo safari here in town. It's really dope. You got Court, you got Evan, you got Billy, you got Gen X, you got uh, Julie. Yeah, everybody here on KBSR, y'all are really fucking turning out. This this has grown into a really great thing, and I'm and I'm happy that we're still a part of it. So everybody go check out all of that stuff. Thanks to Trev Wren and the Mental State Fair for giving us the theme song Dying in Texas. Thanks to Alex Cuervo, our local people uh, running Kirio Mervosa with his wife, uh, Alish, a very family. This has gone a little long. It's, it's Spectrostatic it like, is where we get our music sounds from. Sounds like you're uh, doing a, a speech at the Oscars. If anything, point. yo, lights, I just, I, I feel, dimming. you know what? I feel grateful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's all of that. We'll get back with more doom and gloom next week. Until then, fuck off, cheese bags. That's what we say. <laughs> Stay tuned to KBSR Black Spare Radio. Uh, we got more coming for you. With Jen Beef and the Jooster. <laughs> when all I saw was smoke and fire, knew that I'd done wrong. I've been dying. Texas since the day that he